everybody. This week, Tim and I are just, how funny would it be if I just did this on my own? Like Tim's out this week, so I'm just uh, talking to myself about Iron Man 3. Uh, this week we are talking about Iron Man 3, the third installment of the Iron Man uh, franchise, but certainly not the third movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Tim, no, over a- to you. Number <laughs> that's every time. And now over to you, Maisie. Uh, the yeah, this is the seventh film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the first film of phase two in these films. Maisie, what was your expectations going into this? Is the first one following the Avengers? We're really starting to blow out this world, everything is connected. What were yeah, your thoughts, I, uh... expectations for Iron Man 3? I expected this. Well, actually, let me back up. I sure. kind of, I thought, how are they going to top the last two? Uh, I was like, I think we're kind of out of plots where Robert Downey Jr. can save the day. But also really loving the Avengers. Uh, I was like, how are they going to top it? And uh, I thought it was great. I mean, I really, really loved the Avengers. So this is probably in uh, slot two or three. But yeah. And uh, setting it, it over to Tim for the weather. Okay, Jesus Christ. We're not, <laughs> we can't. <laughs> this can't be the bit for this episode. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad you liked it. Um, yeah, I I remember seeing this in theaters. Uh, moving on from now, I've seen I've seen all of the Marvel movies from now on in theaters except for one, and we'll talk about it when we do that episode. But yeah, this was this was Iron Man three. This was the follow up. We have a uh, pretty once again an, uh, an incredible cast. Of oh, the, 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 the most famous, beautiful people you've ever seen. The return of Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, Don Cheadle, uh, the additions of Guy Pierce, Rebecca Hall, Ben Kingsley. Pretty uh, well rounded uh, Hollywood. <laughs> Dynamic. Yeah, cast. yes. Yes. Um, and and yeah. I will, I would be remiss to not mention that I thought. I thought it was the Mandalorian, but it's the Mandarin. Okay, we're, so that's, that's we're not a not a crossover. We are right here, uh, right, right back right, where we right started. Back where we started with Maisie's breadth of knowledge being zero on <laughs> any of this stuff, just to generalize. No, yeah, this, this was the Mandalorian. We will talk deeply about the Mandarin and what this film did to the Mandarin, what the plans for the Mandarin moving forward are. Uh, but yeah, I mean, do we want to just jump into it? There, Let's uh, jump into it. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. Let's go. All right. At a New Year's Eve party in 1999, before I, we jump into the plot, I just want to say this film begins with the song uh, Blue by Eiffel 65. Yes, it does. And we're, we're, we're diving right into it. This film was directed by Guy Pierce. It is John Favreau. Wait, wait, wait. It was first... directed by Guy Pierce? So sorry, not by Guy Pierce. Shane Black. Two white man single syllable names. Uh, Sh- Shane on you, Tim, for Shane... mixing those <laughs> mixing those two up. I'm supposed to be the one who knows what he's talking about with the stupid. It's the blind leading the blind. Blind leading the blind. Um, Shane Black directed this film after John Favreau decided not to direct Iron Man 3 following directing Iron Man 1 and 2. Favreau, still in the film, still in these movies, as our beloved uh, big happy. guy doing doing big guy things, Happy Hogan. Okay. He's great. 
At a New Year's Eve party in 1999, Tony Stark meets scientist Maya Hansen, played by Rebecca Hall, the inventor of an experimental regenerative treatment named Extremis that allows recovery from crippling industries. Disabled scientists- Industries? Aldrich... Injuries. Oh, God. Crippling just... industries. Crippling industries. Man, the housing market is just not doing well. Actually, the housing birds do quite well, but uh, yeah, crippling injuries. If we can inject extremis into the housing market, there will be homes for everyone. Um, disabled scientist Aldrich Killian offers them a place in his company, Advanced Ideas Mechanics, but Stark rejects him. This is a good opening scene, a little throwback to when Tony Stark was a real piece of shit, just drunk and being silly. Fun little cameo in this scene from the man in the cave who well, helps. Yeah. Who the helps guy him. who I thought was Ben Kingsley. The guy who you not. thought was Ben Kingsley, but is not. He's he's. We get a little like him being like I, because in the original Iron Man, he says, "I met you. You were drunk, and you won't remember me." And we yes. can see the time that we meet him. And also, uh, John Favreau in this little flashback. I just, I mean, we relate this to Pulp Fiction every time, but giving me <laughs> Jules' hair, <laughs> AF. Is it Jules or Vincent? It's Vincent. Yeah. It's it's a great look. I love I love when they do silly little things when movies do silly things like this. Like Happy Hogan had a mullet in 1999. Yeah, uh, it's great. Good shit. But we get uh, Aldrich Killian, Guy Pierce, uh, a fun little I'm a I'm a big old nerd performance from him. Big glow up for Aldrich Killian in this movie. But uh, yeah, what do we think early on? I gotta say that. Yeah. In this scene, I had major. Okay, so have you seen The Incredibles? Yes, I've, yeah, okay, yes, I've seen The Incredibles. <laughs> in the first Incredibles syndrome, mm -hmm. the bad guy it starts out being this little kid that's like, "I just want to be just like you, Mister Incredible," and that's the exact vibe I got, and that's exactly what happened. So it's incredibly tropey. It's absolutely yeah. like. I was wronged by you in the past because you didn't respect me, and now I will. I demand your respect. Um, yeah. eh, fun, eh, fun. I think Guy Pierce's kind of pathetic performance as pre-extremis. Yeah, it just he's giving uh, me the, Killian, yeah. the exact vibes that you'd expect from someone who's like. I'm I'm a good scientist who just want to be pal with a with a sexy guy, and then I turn bad. Something about this movie that I do that I was a little annoyed with watching through this time, and maybe it's because I've I've, I've seen it a couple times, and so I know it's going to happen. None of the reveals, one of the reveal, which we'll talk about later, it was 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 surprising, but none of the reveals are like, like it's like Ardridge Killian is evil, and it's like yeah. yeah. Duh. Yeah, we we know. We saw him yeah. standing on a roof looking at his watch. <laughs> like we're yeah. that's a that's an origin story for an evil yeah. man. Yeah. Also, oh, I will say that this movie was filled with some pretty cool plot twists. Yeah. Oh yeah. They definitely did. And we'll talk about how it relates to the comics a little bit and uh how I think it was actually a really smart decision, a couple of the things that they did in this, but we'll get there when we get there. Cool. Let's go. In December 2012, seven months after the Battle of New York, Stark is suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and is having frequent panic and anxiety attacks due to his experiences during the alien invasion and subsequent battle. This was heavily praised at the time. This is 2013. Mental health was starting to be seen as sort of like a, a, a very 
a good thing that we need to start paying attention to and to have a big budget film have one of the major roadblocks for our hero be that he is he has horrible anxiety and PTSD from a horrible scary thing that happened to him I also like that as as lighthearted and fun as the Avengers was it plays to the the harshness of of what that would actually kind of be like I honestly it didn't totally land for me I I no. like I liked that he I like that he was suffering from something that made him human and and it I really got that he was suffering but it didn't totally land for me that he was like using that time to really go gung-ho on the um the suits and it I don't know Oh, for it sure. Fits. It's still it's still 2013. Right, uh, right, right. Them, them saying, you have anxiety disorders. And he's like, okay, there'll be three scenes where I freak out, but Check don't box. work on it. You know, there, 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 there's not much how to solve. It's not, There's not a scene where he goes to the doctor and gets, you know, some anxiety meds the that he Balta so desperately needs. can help. Yes, exactly. There should have been a 40-minute scene where Tony Stark goes through the American healthcare system. Yeah, do like a Y box for anxiety disorder. Sure, let's do <laughs> yeah. it. All about that. I, I I I agree with you. I think that it's cool that they did it, but I, it's not. I'm not going to put this on any lists of the best representations of anxiety. And let's disorders. also is a dick husband. If we're going to go into PTSD, let's also go into the fact that he's a shitty partner and their love <laughs> languages are so different. Yes, it's it's. 100 <laughs> he, he like yeah the next sentence is restless he has built dozens of new iron man suits to cope with his insomnia creating friction with his girlfriend pepper Potts. he's friction meaning he calls the iron man suit in his sleep and it attacks her in their bed like yeah that is, and she and the funny i laughed at this and that you weren't meant to she's just like i'm sleeping on the couch tinker with <laughs> sis it's like motherfucker go away from this home yeah <laughs> like you're that seem if if my significant other had a high-tech suit of armor attack me while i was sleeping and i would do. simply i would yeah it's happened before <laughs> and i didn't react the way that i should have i reacted like <laughs> that's on you like, this is good i want to remain in this horrible relationship I've had my fair share of waking up in the night to a to a giant suit killing you. <laughs> yeah, it's their relationship is bizarre. There really isn't much to say to it. They have chemistry in the sense that they're both attractive celebrities, but not feeling pots and Stark. I I, I, well, I don't know if I'd say that, but uh, okay. I have I have more things to say about Pepper Potts specifically that she spends the rest of the movie after this scene in just a black sports bra. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. moving right along. A string of bombings claimed by a terrorist known as the Mandarin has left intelligence agencies bewildered by a lack of forensic evidence. So we get a couple scenes, and I like the way this played out. We'll talk more about later. We keep talking about how we'll talk about things later. But uh, your introduction to Ben Kingsley's characters through what can only be described as a propaganda film, a terrorist propaganda film. With great film production. 100%, 100%, yeah. And literally great film production that yeah. are producing these films in this movie. So thoughts on Ben Kingsley early on, I will say. Thoughts on the Mandarin 
as portrayed by Ben Kingsley. It was spooky to see him. I was expecting him, but also not expecting him because I kind of forgot, but knew that he was somewhere in the universe. I didn't know it was this movie. Um, I think my first thoughts were like, wait, the Mandarin, like, and Ben Kingsley, isn't he like not Asian? So, yeah. Sure. And isn't the character that they're presenting as like a Middle Eastern terrorist, not Asian? We can talk about this. Let's talk yeah, about this right now. The, the, the Mandarin is one of Iron Man's biggest comic book villains. The problem with that is that the Mandarin was a racist Asian stereotype, the kind of Fu Manchu stereotype, the very- Charlie Chan. Yeah, just, yeah, like not a good, th not something you can do one-to-one -one from the comics right. that were made in the 1960s and 70s to today. So this was definitely an adaptation of modern- adaptation where they took the name of the mandarin and placed it on what in 2013 american sensibilities would be more afraid of not the big red china scare or anything like that right. but more okay. a middle eastern terroristic threat i think it was clever what they did there was some blowback initially with the casting where they were like the mandarin is an asian character it's a hard thing to navigate i think to yeah i, be I like see... we want to have an Asian, Asian representation there. And I will say they, the Mandarin, the villain, the Mandarin also appears, the real villain, the Mandarin appears in the uh, pr released this weekend film, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh! The most recent Marvel film that got popped out. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting, I'm sure we'll talk more about it in uh, 20 weeks when we watch Shang-Chi, but... <laughs> But uh, it was a tightrope to navigate. But yeah, the Mandarin is one of Iron Man's biggest comic book foes, and this was their way to bring him in. Some comic cool. fans were upset at the twist, but we'll talk about that when we get to the twist in twist. the Wikipedia page. Okay. Stark's security chief, Happy Hogan, uh, he, got a, he got a promotion and he's just obsessed with, everybody show your badge. Show everybody your badge. wear your badges. This guy's a creep. I'm going to film him, but I'm bad at iPads. I'm happy. It's, uh, that was great. I LOL'd at that one. He's like, hey, Tony, take a, get a load of this. And he's trying to FaceTime him on an iPad and can't turn the thing around. The camera is awesome. great. Calls him forehead of security. Good shit. It's just, it's just <laughs> jokes on jokes on jokes. But Stark's security chief, Happy Hogan, Hogan, is badly injured in one such attack at the TCL Chinese Theater and is put into a coma, prompting Stark to boldly issue a televised threat to the Mandarin, revealing his home address in the process. Bold move. Didn't Kanye straight up just do that to Drake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong, right? No, I don't know. He, I, 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 I must have missed this. I know that they're currently feuding. I live under a rock, so this, I, this is another one of those like Thor is in Super Smash <laughs> Brothers things. I think that either, I think that Kanye man might have like revealed Drake's address. Did you just say the Kanye man? The Kanye man. No, I didn't say that. I'm not that much of a ditz. <laughs> okay, no. all right. Maybe I did say that. Did I? No, Let's, I don't know. We'll, We'll bring back the tape. Yeah. Roll the tapes, honey. Roll the tapes. <laughs> I think that Kanye man, I think that Kanye man, I think that Kanye man, I think that Kanye man. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So he reveals his address. And of course, he, basically the next scene is 
them straight up attacking his house. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he thought was going to happen. This was a weird, there's a couple plot contrivances in this film that really push it to not be believable. You could just say, oh, Tony was suffering from anxiety. That's why he told a terrorist where he lives. Also, question, is he phenomenally wealthy and have like a giant lab? Doesn't don't people fucking know where he lives already? Yeah, or like a secret uh summer house somewhere where uh what's Batman's sidekick's name? Prince Albert? No, Albert the not Prince Albert. Crazy. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's, it's Alf been... it's Alfred. Alfred and it's his and Alfred butler. Shows, shows him all the all the cars in like a remote location. Like, does it Iron Man have that too? I would assume he has, he's got suits in different area codes. Uh, I don't know why he's just like, yeah, I'm going to stick here at this, at this place. Also just, you know, this, there's a lot of talk about the military militarization in these films. And do they not have radar to see that there's three attack helicopters yeah. gunning for California from, okay. Well, not... I mean, also plot twist coming on that one. For sure. The Mandarin sends gunship helicopters to destroy Stark's home. Hanson, uh, Rebecca Hall, mm, who who came <laughs> towards uh, who came towards Stark, survives the attack with pots. Uh, he does. He uh, we established early that he's been working remotely to get like different pieces of his suit to just kind of be able to fly on and off. And we've all and been working remotely over the last eighteen months. <laughs> This was uh, Stark's COVID project. Oh, God. Imagine Tony Stark during COVID. How many big old suits he could have made. Mark, market 52. Market Mark, 32. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Mark 32 uh, by Price Chopper. Oh, suit. oh, I, I looked up Mark 42 in the Bible because I wasn't sure <laughs> if it was a thing. <laughs> Do you want to know what I said? What is it? Say? You looked up. What is what does Mark forty two say in the Bible? <laughs> Mark one forty two says, "At once the man's leprosy disappeared, and he was well." I'm what was that intentional? Because this is a movie about regrowing limbs and and fixing horrible diseases. Okay, we no, no. Maybe that's why they picked Mark forty two. I mean, all of his suits are called Mark something. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. It's like a military thing, but that's that's interesting. I know. That was, and I, I laughed good... at first, but then I thought more about it. All right. Well, we got ourselves uh we got ourselves a new segment called Maisie Reads the Bible. <laughs> oh, my Jesuit brethren at Boston College would be so happy. And my Jesuit brethren at Fordham would be like, "Have you graduated yet?" No, I haven't. <laughs> Stark escapes in an experimental new Iron Man suit, which his artificial intelligence Jarvis pilots to rural Tennessee following a flight plan from Stark's investigation into the Mandarin. This is from the scene where he just makes the crime scene digital. Yeah. In in and just is like, okay, here you go. Let's go here. Happy, what are you pointing at? That's how we solve mysteries. But he's in Tennessee now. Stark's new armor is not fully functional and lacks sufficient power to return to California, leaving the world to believe that he is dead. And this is the best part of this movie, I thought. This whole scene in Tennessee is my yeah. favorite. It's so good. The little yeah. kid signed me up for the for the dive bars and stuff. And then, yeah. 
there are some key Shane Black elements in this film where Shane Black's movies, there's always a kid, uh, I guess, batting way above his average. Is that a phrase? He's just, it's a, he always has a kid who's just like in the middle of something that yeah, he, a the kid kid's kind of like in. this not those little kid, and then he turns out to be really helpful, and yeah, yeah. And also, it takes place during Christmas time, which almost yeah, like Shane, Shane Black's sort of really, movies take place during Christmas really wonderful time. kind of John Hughesy moment there. Yeah, absolutely. This was a fun. I agree. This is super fun. the The Wikipedia article doesn't really talk about the kid at all, but um, that's a bummer. It is a bummer. He 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 meets it. The kid saves the day. Damn it! The yeah, kid the kid helps saves the day through his anxiety, and uh, and and helps him solve the 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 Mandarin. Oh issue. wait! Also, this wasn't in Tennessee. This was previously, but there's a scene when uh, Tony Stark is with uh, Rhodey at like an Applebee's or something, and two kids ask for his <gasps> autograph, and <sighs> he says to one kid with glasses. I loved you in a Christmas story. I was like, whoa, I don't think we could say that these days. Dang. You you can't say that to kid. You can't be like, kid, you look weird. You're, like, you hey, look like four a kid. eyes. He's a, yeah, oh yeah, he's a, Tony is explicitly a dickhead to the yeah. children of this I, movie. I loved you in the Lens Crafters commercial. <laughs> also a great thing about that scene was the kid just being like, what happened? went through the wormhole yeah. <laughs> it's just like this is my ptsd it's just <laughs> uh, let me show you something about wormholes kid oh, i can't uh, i loved you in the the omen kid because <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ mm, or lack thereof <laughs> <laughs> But Tennessee, I, I do like this this sequence. It, it it makes things smaller. I always like when because these movies get so big and so huge. I always like when they do something a little smaller, a little more character driven. Yeah, and it's just it's... this bullied kid who's into like engineering and science. He built like a potato gun or whatever. Yeah, and and it's just Tony Tony explicitly being a dickhead to him. It's just like my dad left, and it's like, well, don't be a pussy about it, kid. Dad's leave. Yeah, yeah. Help and me, you're like, help oh, me. Yeah. This uh, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, the, not the really. Tony but anyways, doesn't fall far from the Stark. He he gets the door of the Explorer limited edition watch, and they harp on that for three or four jokes and move on. <laughs> I like the kid. I think the kid yeah, gives a good performance, great. and and they do fun little things with him. Let him kids these dead people, and we no gave him a gave him a a weapon like a that flash. <laughs> grenade essentially that he just gives the child a uh, lot of trust in the iron man family <laughs> stark this investigates the remains cut. of a local explosion bearing yes. the hallmarks of a mandalorian no oh sorry a mandarin attack that? you are even you're reading it and you said I mandalorian i know <laughs> He would, uh, yeah, uh, hallmarks of a baby Yoda attack, specifically the, the Kyle Mooney baby Yoda from Weekend Update. <laughs> that is, so you have the SNL knowledge of the Mandalorian. <laughs> this is great. We're ready to go. 
He investigates the remains of a local explosion bearing the hallmarks of a Mandarin attack, although it occurred years before any known attack by the terrorists. He discovers that the bombings were triggered by soldiers subjected to extremists whose bodies explosively rejected the treatment. These explosions were falsely attributed to a terrorist plot in order to cover up extremists' flaws. So we get the like the very cinematic. There's dust in the shape of people's bodies yeah, on the very, walls. Yeah, uh, like Pompeii. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we're 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 there. Uh, there isn't really too too much more in the Wikipedia article that goes into extremists. Do we want to do our favorite segment? Oh, I sure. I this I did not do any research on this. That's okay. I just want. I mean, it's. Like I like we said previously, these movies get less and less and absolutely less about any kind of real science. So okay, then let's do it. Let's talk about it. So it's time for our favorite segment of the podcast. Is this is it medically, medically possible? possible? I'm going to say no. Okay, moving yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so it, I mean, uh, they the the science justification here is Killian in an early scene shows a, a live feed of his brain, and yeah. he just points to a part where he's just like, "That part of the brain is empty. What if we're we gonna could fill it? We're gonna <laughs> hack it. What if you could hack and control the DNA of a brain?" He's like, it, it it allows the brain to have system updates, operating system updates. And I'm like, I always click remind me tomorrow anyways, so I'm never going to get any of those. So I see, and I, what I would have liked to see uh, as someone who knows nothing about science for justification of this is there are, there are lizards that regrow limbs. Yeah. You could have done a thing where it's just like studying the regenerative regenerative properties of certain animals and and putting it in humans for soldiers who've lost limbs or whatever. But you're just saying no, sorry, uh, uh-uh, uh. I mean, happen. okay, so <clears throat> he got it right with the somatosensory cortex. That's like he said, pain center. I think of it's more as like the the sensory reception center in the brain. But also, I've looked into this a fair amount myself because I have a a minor amputation on my hand, yeah. and me me and Jerry Garcia, and so I don't know if this is a real thing at so you're all. Saying, so you're saying if it was a real thing that you would get extremis and you would have a mega pinky or something like that? Yeah, I would. Huh? I would. I've I've gotten or it closer would just grossly to this. Regrow. Yeah, to to like the size of my leg. This is a really long pinky. <laughs> it's a leg pinky. This is my leg um, pinky. Her name's Stacy. Um, I call her my gam. This is my third gam. Uh, <laughs> the gams. Um, I have gotten closer to this technology merely by putting a flashlight under this part of my hand and looking through it. That's the closest I've ever gotten to the extremis technology, seeing, seeing through my hands being red. Great. All right. Well, that was a short segment. I didn't. I didn't want to look There's up the not, science for this. I mean, truly, truly, there is no science for this. It if was, there was a science for this, we, you know, to regrow, to have your brain be hacked to regrow limbs and give you the ability to breathe fire. Yeah, that was out of left field. 
I was like, take and a lap. come back. You and your damn think tank can take a lap, Killian. Killian. There is a scene with Killian breathing fire, and then he never breathes fire again in the movie. So Yeah, it was like, whoa. They're not even being like, oh, I'm a dragon man. I can, they, they, you gotta take advantage of dragon that, I think. Dragon man, I think it's dragon gonna man. be a fire breath. Okay, moving that on. Rocket man? Okay, we're, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Stark witnesses. <laughs> Stark witnesses Extremis firsthand when Mandarin agents Savin and Brant attack him. Stark kills Brant and incapacitates Savin. So that's the two people who come in. Tony meets with the woman whose son died in the explosion in Tennessee. Yeah, gets the paperwork. Gets the paperwork. He he you know chance of fate honestly he meets her in the bar when she is at the same time trying to meet with an extremist person so yeah a pretty fun little action sequence in the diner where he's using the 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 his smart little science brain because he doesn't have a suit to blow shit up and blow her up yeah has little quips that was cool. I didn't mm, I didn't remember that scene, so that's why I'm not talking about it. <laughs> he gets fun little quips where she's like walking through fire and he's just like, you walked right into it. I've dated hotter girls than you. Tony yeah. Stark, still a misogynist. And he's going to blow up this diner. Yeah. I mean, poor rural Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> they, never, just... they never saw it coming. They, they never... lose their water tower. I mean, my God. And I lost my marbles. <laughs> I lost all my marbles when that happened. Uh, also not mentioned in the Wikipedia, when he, when he goes to figure out how to trace the origins of the Mandarin, he goes to a local beauty pageant. Oh, yeah. Where they're, Random. Where they're, they're covering a beauty pageant and he goes to a, a a van and Adam Pally has a little cameo character in it. Who's Meeting that? Adam Pally. Adam Pally, oh. he's from, he's from, uh, oh my gosh, not New Girl, the one that's exactly like that, that came out at the same, was he, he's from the Mindy Project. Oh, okay, okay, cool. I didn't he's, know who that was. He's been in a bunch of, he's, he's great. He's an improv comedian. He, he's been on Comedy Bang Bang a bunch of times, but he has a fun little scene where he's just like, oh I'm man. A big fan. I, big fan, Tony Stark. We oh, also in the scene. Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Yeah, we got our Stan Lee cameo where he is one of the judges of the pageant and it just, just shows him. Holding up a 10. <laughs> holding up a 10, just being a pervy old A little man. grease ball. Okay. Uh, come on. I can't stay mad at him. <laughs> he was. It was it's, cute. It was fun. It's a little sexist, but I go, oh, Stan. Yeah. Oh, come on, Stan. Oh, Stan. You know what? All women are tens. All people are tens, Tim. All Get people on board. are tens. I'm so sorry. I'm Savin is, and I'm... Brant give giving me major uh um what's the Mel Gibson Mission Impossible movie? Those are both wrong. Um The Die Mel Hard. Gibson Mission You were wait, you were thinking of Die Hard? <laughs> I knew it was wrong when it was coming out. Mel of my Gibson mouth. Mission Impossible. The <laughs> Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Oh my god, Maisie. But don't they remind you of the bad guys at Die Hard who are like oh like Sven holding up the machine yes. gun being like They're very stoically faced sort of They're both Americans, but they have a they have a, a, a very 
interesting structure to them that makes them be like, oh, this motherfucker's evil. It was like Tony bumps into the woman outside the bar and, uh, and you're just like, oh, that motherfucker's evil. Yeah. That, yeah. They, they're just he having a cute little face. conversation, but. And then when both. he like, when he takes care of one of them, the other ones like put his hands up and he's like, honestly, I hate working here. They're so weird. And that I was, thought that was hilarious. Very, very funny. Meanwhile, Killian resurfaces and kidnaps Potts with assistance from Hanson. So Rebecca Hall's character. Little wishy-washy. Little wishy-washy, little back and forth. You think that she's trying to help out and then no, she's just she conduit doesn't. to get Potts. And Killian's a little greaseball who's like that frat asshole is like, hey, is this guy bothering you? Need me to take care of him? Like, fuck <laughs> off. He does have that energy. Guy Pierce yeah. does hold very, uh, uh, it's this smiling devil. Yeah, he like, like he drinks a vodka tonic and like lets his money clip speak for him. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? He brings out the money clip and makes sure you see how much money is in that money clip. And he wants to just party. He's like, "You guys want to go party? Let's go party!" And he just says, "Party." He just says, "Party," because he's so high on cocaine. <laughs> Killian's a cocaine guy, absolutely, yeah, without time. a doubt. This is uh, extremis is a metaphor for cocaine. Extreme penis. Extreme penis. <laughs> That's the opposite of what happens with cocaine. That's okay. We're I don't have I any. Wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. No one knows anything. American intelligence agencies continue to search for the Mandarin's location with James Rhodes, the former war machine, now rebranded as the Iron Patriot. That was a movie starring Meryl Streep. <laughs> That's the Iron Lady. <laughs> They're different. It's different. <laughs> it's okay. Different. <laughs> what did you think of the Iron Lady? Uh, sort of, sort of rebrand uh, the uh, patriotic rebrand for Rhodey. She's great they, at they that. Dog on them the whole movie. They're just like it's stupid. War Machine is cooler. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I I'm a sucker for Don Cheadle. I thought him as James Rhodes, I'm a big fan. And yeah. wow, I sound like a freaking <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes article. Um, <laughs> no, I thought Don, I mean Don Cheadle as James Rhodes really shines in this film, giving <laughs> all his scenes a weight that we did not extend. Just oh, uh, another time when uh, we see someone portraying an Asian person who's not Asian is Don Cheadle in Rush Hour Two. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's intention. That's there. That movie's aware of it. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Um. Yeah, I was the entire uh, like themes of the president and like protecting the president in the U.S. were mm -hmm. they didn't play a big role in this movie, but I still thought it was cool, and I was like wondering where it was gonna go. So I kept that kind of Iron Patriot card in my hand to play at a further time, but I just, I wasn't totally sure. So I was, I was, if you, once you proceed and we discuss, I was pleasantly surprised. Great, uh, the Iron Patriot is lured into a trap to steal his Iron Man-like armor. So he goes and he saves a bunch of women. He's just like, Manor is not here. And then it's an extremist person and they get a suit. Stark traces the Mandarin to Miami. They have a the stupidest little thing where he's just like, aim. No, it's MIA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If it, I don't know. He already found out that it was there. So why are we? I don't know. It's yeah, one of those okay. things where it's just like they keep setting things up to be like, oh, what a reveal. And it's like, it was no, one we, of those we, things we, where like the that. audience 
I've seen this in other Marvel movies too, and I forget, you don't have any examples off the top of my head, but it's like the audience sees it first and knows about it, and then they put it into words just to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Oh yeah, these the, there's that happens, the exposition to make sure, the yeah. number of times that they Hollywood movies will just be like, all right, let's show, not tell, and then show it to an audience, and the audience and is then like, tell we're it. stupid and we don't understand. Can you add a line? <laughs> That says Miami because Can I don't you just know say it? I don't. We're in Miami, bitch. Where are we? <laughs> okay. Stark traces the Mandarin to Miami and infiltrates his headquarters using improvised weapons. This was a fun little scene where the kid tells him, "You're an engineer. Build something." And mm-hmm. he goes to. He gets a little montage of him going through a Home Depot, just yeah. picking up little things that he can. Uh, apparently, kids, if you want to build. Uh, Christmas ornament explosives. You're you gonna just need, need to head hedge down. loppers. <laughs> Go to the local Lowe's. Get yourself a extension cord and some to- uh, some, some LED wires. lights. Yeah, a couple of those. He improvised weapons inside. He discovers, and this is the big twist in the movie, that the Mandarin is actually an English actor named Trevor Slattery, who is oblivious to the actions carried out in his image. Maisie. Yes. What was your reaction to finding out that Ben Kingsley was not an imposing, horrifying villain, but instead drinking Budweiser's sitting in a bed with two models and it just was, uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it was, I loved this. Like as, as I saw it unfolding, I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mainly because <laughs> I was like, I mean, I was expecting another series of like stronger version of Iron Man kills Iron Man. And so mm-hmm. far this movie is just like not, it's just like getting rid of that trope altogether. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, we've got a twist here. I was wondering how they were really going to like connect Ben Kingsley as Gandhi, as the Mandarin with uh, Taron Killam. No, Aldrich Killian. Aldrich Killian, yeah, Taron Killam yeah. from SNL. <laughs> um, and I just, I, I ate this scene up for breakfast. I thought it was hysterical. I did wonder, like, is he actually going to be not evil i mean like in the sense that like does he have something else planned beyond this but this was like the best part of the movie the answer is no he's just a dumb like uh floundering actor and i love this i think it was a brilliant choice to be like how do we do the mandarin without being you know racist and it's by being like the Mandarin is something we invented to prey on American fear of yeah. foreigners, of the Middle Eastern sort of tropish terroristic role. And to have that deconstruct into the the silliest performance. Just like a silly, like I see this guy going out to audition for like Shakespeare in the park and like is just a bumbling fool. Oh, it was so good. It was so funny. I think it's great. I think it's really, really good. If you're interested, and I did want to mention this at one point, around this time, around these movies, Marvel was making short, like five to 10 minute short films to take place sort of, interspersed between these movies 
Uh, there's one where Coulson is on his way to Thor's hammer and he stops a robbery at a convenience store. Uh, and then there's one called All Hail the King, which I'm going to, I'm going to, I hope you watch it. I'm going to say that you should watch it. It's okay. And it's, it's him in prison. So it's, it's the, it's a guy coming in to interview Ben Kingsley's character in prison. You also get to see Justin Hammer again uh, because Ooh. Justin Hammer shares a prison with the Mandarin Trevor Slattery. Uh, but yeah, that's a fun thing. That's a fun little, and in that thing, they, they oh, no, I'll just let you watch it. Okay. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And I wanted to see more of Ben Kingsley. I just wanted to see more of he's, this he's stupid little thing. He's a good sport in this too. Because he's like known for being an incredible actor, and this role is not like stupid, but it's just fun to see him be silly. Yeah, absolutely, and he's great at it. He knocks it out of the park. He's watching a soccer game. It's just like middle of a set. Ole, ole, ole. Oh, they made the day. I'm looking for that. I didn't know anybody. And then he 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 knocks uh, he, when he knocks out Tony Stark, and he's just like, "All right, man, what'd you tell him?" I didn't say anything. I did not say a thing. I didn't say, no, no. Oh, and they Cracks call him Lawrence Oblivier, which is so funny. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. I think some some comic book fans were upset, as comic book fans are wont to be, about them treating one of Iron Man's greatest villains as a joke, essentially. Yeah. So there was a little, I remember when it, the movie came out, fans were pretty split on the decision to do that, where some were like, no, I really wanted to see Ben Kingsley being an imposing, yeah. you know, evil terrorist character. And I get that. I understand that. But you're stupid. And this was fun as hell. Yeah. I mean, I kind of respect that. I mean, the first two movies, well, specifically, let's not even talk about The Incredible Hulk, but... No. What I liked right off the bat with Iron Man 1 is that it's just like, it's the tongue in cheek. It's a little bit like the humor is a little bit like, are we allowed to laugh at this? It's a superhero movie. It's not like mm -hmm. a comedy. But I just loved that this one was one that I actually like laughed out loud at. It was great. I, I think that in a in a series of movies where, and we'll know this, it's pretty, it can be pretty predictable. It yeah. can be pretty samey. I think the choice to have Trevor Slattery in this film was really, really good. I was a big yeah. fan of that. So I'm glad you, you also liked it. I thought you would. I was, was I wanted great. to I wanted to keep it pretty close to the chest because this is one of the bigger sort of uh, reveals that happens. Yeah, I also universe. I do want to know what other things in the Marvel universe I can like enjoy up to this point, like those like that small TV thing that you just mentioned yes. about uh, like I want to know what I can watch because I'm trying not to see any anything yeah. ahead of where I am right now I was actually thinking about uh, uh, and we could talk about this off the pod but I was thinking about having you watch do, maybe doing mini episodes where you watch the there's a Marvel show called what if that is yeah. premiering right now that's a cartoon show that plays like what if something else happened so the first yeah. episode is what if uh, Peggy Carter got the got the injection and became Captain Carter instead of Steve Rogers. And got it. you can watch that one now without any spoilers for any of the other stuff. But there's certain episodes that are like, this is about Doctor Strange. This is about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So we want to hold off on those ones. But okay. we'll we'll figure out things you can watch. I, I would say the Marvel one shots are what the short films are called. And they 
I think they stopped making them after All Hail the King. So okay. you could watch any of those. Those would be, I think, good little fun things to watch. Okay. All right. Killian, who appropriated Hansen's extremist research as a cure for his own disability and expanded the program to include injured war veterans, reveals he is the real Mandarin behind Slattery's cover. Which, yeah, no, no shit. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, the I knew scene one. Nada. I knew the moment I saw him being like, uh, Tony Stark, I yeah. am a big fan. I'm just like, okay, this motherfucker is the man. Yeah, fucking weirdo. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> you should have stayed a nerd. <laughs> After capturing Stark, Killian reveals that he has subjected Pepper Potts to Extremis in the hope Stark will help fix Extremis's flaws while trying to save her. So it's the classic you're the smart person in the world and we need you to help make this happen and we're threatening a woman. We're gonna steal your girlfriend. We're gonna steal your girlfriend. And there was, oh God, there's literally a line and I cringed so hard when when Killian is like, I didn't just take you for Stark. I took you to be a trophy. Yeah, that was friggin' weird. And I was like, we could have just not had that scene in the movie. Yeah, it did not add a damn thing. I also just like, whenever Killian's talking about his company, I I cringe when I hear like people like that talking about like investing in companies. Like I'm looking for sharks, I'm looking for 10% of stake in my company, blah, 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 think tank. I just, I... If you're looking for a villain for me, it honestly just used to be anyone in in anyone in, in business. Yeah, in finance. That's like point blank. Like, I'm already like, oh, the horror. Yeah, See, but, but especially it. especially if they're blonde and hot, get the fuck out of here, guy. Yeah, guy. His name's Guy. Fuck. Well, honestly, as a member of the blonde and hot team, I'd like to apologize on behalf of all investment people everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking specifically to male identifying nerds who become ah, hot yes. men and then uh, exact their revenge on people who thought they were nerds. Yeah, no, they're there on their own. I can't speak to them. them. Get the fuck out of here, buddy. <laughs> I've been hot. <laughs> Amazing. You're just, I've been hot forever. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, When Hanson betrays Killian by threatening to jeopardize his operation, Killian kills her. So he just shoots Rebecca Hall's character. Yeah, so- she's donezo. Uh, a little fun fact, I didn't, I, I meant to look something up to fully confirm this, but I remember Shane Black talking about that there were a lot of edits to the script, and initially, Maya Hansen was the sole villain of the oh, movie. Oh, interesting. So Killian was in it, but, but uh, Maya Hansen had a bigger role, and the studio... I think the way that he described it was the studio was like, we can't have the main villain be just a plain looking woman because we need to sell toys. <laughs> so we need uh, our Aldrich Killian shirtless glowing to be yeah. able to sell a toy, um, which so unfortunate. I think that her, she got shafted in this movie. This movie would be very, very different and very intriguing if, if, if she was the villain as like she was the mind behind it i i yeah. do i and rebecca hall's a great actress um i really think that this was an this is one of the more unfortunate things that i think has happened in the mcu so far is they just kind of 
they introduce her and she's a good actress and she's a part of this and and you don't know where her morality lies and then fucking boom she's just dead so i'll look up more on that later but uh yeah that was absolutely kind of weird and bad uh stark escapes and reunites with Rhodes, discovering that killian intends to attack president ellis aboard air force one using the, the iron patriot the air force one awakens the mandalorian <laughs> using the iron patriot the iron lady patriot armor <laughs> oh my god there's someone's is if we if god if anyone is listening to this and is a fan of this if you want to make a super cut of all the times that Maisie has called <laughs> something just a different pop culture thing that would be beautiful. Uh, but they use you know Iron Patriot. Yeah, exactly. How about the complete lack of security protocol on fucking Air Force One yeah. to be like, Rhodey, good to see you. You're not talking and you're yeah. not going to open up your helmet, but hell yeah, it's going to yeah, be very safe. Yeah, hop on safe. board, pal. Hop on board, pal. Uh, Stark gets onto Air Force One, killing Savin. Uh, passengers and the crew are flung out, and we get a pretty, pretty good action sequence. I thought of him. That was so dope. Flying around and saving everybody. It's just that like, how so many cool. can I carry? Four. There's eleven. It's a barrel of, of monkeys. Yeah, and he does. Great. I guess mini version of is this scientifically possible? He says that he electrifies their arms. Yeah, to I don't really know what he means by grab. that. So it was just to make sure that they don't uh, let go go. of the person. Yeah. So he just, uh, is there any basis in briefly paralyzing someone or contracting their muscles so hard that they can not let go? I guess. I think rigor mortis maybe does that. I don't know. Rigor mortis. Isn't that when you die? That's that's also my drag name. No. um, (laughs) (laughs) That is also when you die. Yes. Uh, uh, This one I'm not really sure about. But again, I was really taken by the action sequence that I was just like, eh, medicine. No, I don't think so. Who cares? You know? Who cares about it? He goes and he saves him. And I I thought this was in the theater. I remember gasping. They They got me with this one where Stark saves them and then he gets hit by a truck and the suit falls apart and it shows that he was doing it remotely the whole time. It was so cool. When I saw that, I was just like, it was amazing. Cause I remembered seeing the first scene when he does that, when him and Pepper and like a little conniption. And then always a great callback to the first scene. Oh, oh. Movies. (laughs) We love the movies. This is a great cinematic experience. Uh, Stark kills Savin, saving the passengers and crew, but cannot stop Killian from abducting Ellis and destroying Air Force One. Air Force One just explodes. Yeah, just done. Almost over Miami, like directly over Miami. Uh, They trace Killian to an impounded, damaged oil tanker. A little fun fact, uh, President Ellis uh, is named uh, after... Oh, God, I forget his first name, but uh, Ellis is the last name of the person who wrote the extremis comic book LSD. L- uh, I this mean, guy, this movie this... is this movie is pretty trippy. Uh, this movie's bitching and tripping. Um, this the guy pre- that played the president was also like the most president-looking person. Like, yeah. I don't hope he plays the president on all TV shows because he just looks like a president. And <laughs> like, the yeah. interesting plot point also, he's a white man, and I should check my privilege at the door because not all white men are presidents. Not all presidents are white. Okay, anyways, proceed. He looks like a president in the sense that 
from if you show me all the presidents and yeah. you mesh them into one person, we got ourselves. Except for Barry. There's no Barry in no yeah, you know, there. I don't I think if you push even him into 45 other <laughs> white people that it wouldn't you know, we wouldn't get much of the blending there it would still yeah. be you're still painting your walls white still uh, it's still yeah 98 white guy okay they trace killian to an impounded damaged oil tanker where killian intends to kill ellis on live television the vice president will become a puppet leader following killian's orders in exchange for extremists to cure his young daughter's disability so what yeah. a plot twist when they showed the president, the vice president has little like Christmas holiday party. And then they like pan down to see that the his daughter's leg is gone. I was like, you, you're in on it. It's much so much conspiracy. On yeah. the platform, Stark works to save pots as Rhodes goes after the president stark summons his remaining iron man suits controlled but remotely by jarvis to provide air support so we get the big finale action sequence is all the suits that tony ptsd insomnia made coming to save the day so real power dope. upgrade real power upgrade from the first movie where he can barely fly and like yeah. ices out and now he's just there's 40 of them and yeah this was, was definitely this a really cool, so cool this oh. was a really cool scene it was definitely really cool for comic book fans because all those armors are armors that he's had in the comics so yeah. there's you origins mark for 42 all the, you, got you got some 42. 41 you got, you got mark in 38 <laughs> you got 98 degrees backstreet points <laughs> blink 182 honestly he could be calling them those it, it, it's not he's a pop culture heavy kind of guy yeah Rhodes secures the president and takes him to safety Rhodey gets a Rhodey does not get a suit which i thought was a fun little oh they're all coded to me buddy you got to save the president yeah. with your fucking hands yeah but that was pretty demon people yeah that was like a pretty cool moment for Rhodey just being able to do everything that he did without a suit because it was like yeah he's he's a good guy and he doesn't need a damn suit to save anyone yeah. and then he saves a freaking day oh wait yeah pause before we go anywhere i need sure. to call the ending Oh, yes, of course. Uh, the segment where you call the ending, pause the movie halfway through. Did you pause it before or after Trevor Slattery? Because that's a very different prediction that would happen. If I pause it before. after because okay, I, 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 I thought about that and I didn't do that, but it was after Trevor Slattery. Um, okay, but it, okay. okay, this is my, this is what I wrote up. Ben Kingsley's The Mandarin finds his way to Malibu and puts on an Iron Man suit to save the day, but he like doesn't know how to use it. So he's like a bumbling Iron Man and hilarity ensues is what I wrote. <laughs> that would have been so much better than the ending that we got. Oh my God. Just seeing him flying around, just like, oh, oh what does this do? This thing. What's this button do? And then he fires a rocket and blows something up. Oh, oh that was the Pretty. Oh, pretty sky, pretty light. Does anyone have a beverage? I'm going to go yeah? look at Arsenal Stadium. <laughs> And at once, the man's leprosy disappeared, and he was well. 
Rhodes secures the president and takes him to safety while Stark discovers Potts has survived the extremist procedure. Before he can save her, a rig collapses around them and she falls to the platform below, causing Stark to believe her dead. Stark fights Killian. He does a fun little thing where he makes the armor go on to him and then he's just like, blow up the armor, which, you know, full circle. We've done, yeah, it we've was done a full great. circle thing. Yeah. They, they, there was a lot of liberty here taken with like the the capacity of the suit, especially when like he had just said to Rhodey that the the suits are programmed to him, not Rhodey, yeah. and then he just like slaps it on to Killian. So I was like, he wait, could, yeah, a he, he probably could have slapped that one on to yeah. Rhodey. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm reading along on this Wikipedia article with you through the plot. I just got to say props to the person who typed out J-A-R-V-I-S with a period after all all of them. Just knowing how annoying it is to type something like that out. Yeah. Anyways. They're, they're a detail-oriented people, the Wikipedia editors. Yeah. And I respect it. Stark fights Killian but finds himself cornered. Potts, whose extremist powers allowed her to survive her fall, intervenes and kills Killian to save Stark. Bum, ba, da, ba. This was the best part of the movie other than the reveal of Trevor Slattery. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, yeah, it's it's we've given Pepper something to do. And she and looks hot Pepper. as fuck. Yeah, she did it. Yeah. I mean, you can be like, ah, oh, she was in a sports bra the whole time, but it's just like, oh, Gwynny Pouts. Gwynny yeah. Pouts looking good in that sports bra. Kicking, yeah. kicking missiles and blowing shit up an Iron Man suit trying to attack her and her just being like, nah, fuck you. This is my I, Iron Man suit now. I like to think of her as still being the CEO of Goop in this. Just, you know, <laughs> thinking of her as a nice, like, businesswoman Gwenny. Gwenny pouts, doing it, getting it done. That was, no, that was, uh, that's the big action sequence. That's the big ending. Where Killian is all, I am the Mandarin. And then he gets hit with a crowbar. <laughs> Bye. She blows him up with a missile, and she's like, "That was really violent." Yeah, we she's know Gwenny because she's yeah. a woman, and you know, women's sensibilities are, you know, she needs to say that what she just did is violent. Even though Tony, yeah. I'm gonna sleep on the couch. People left and right. As a sign of devotion to Potts, Stark orders Jarvis to remotely destroy all the Iron Man suits that he had created. The vice president and Slattery are arrested. I loved Slattery's arrest scene. Yeah. Where and he's he being like, taken out and there's all these people being like, oh, paparazzi. And he's just like, oh, hello, everyone. Uh, oh, popular at once. Hello. Yes, let me take a bow. Yeah, it was <laughs> hysterical. Just like a bumbling bum. And Happy awakes from his coma. Yes, and, he does. Because, and he loves Downton Abbey. And he loves Downton Abbey and he looks at the nurse and the nurse isn't wearing her badge and he's like, wait a second. <laughs> With Stark's help, Pot's extremist effects are stabilized and Stark promises to scale back his life as Iron Man, undergoing surgery to remove the shrapnel near his heart and throwing his now obsolete chest arc reactor into the sea. He muses that even without the technology, he will always be Iron Man. And always in our hearts. Always in our in our, our heart reactors. And I bet probably a good little nod to that biblical verse about leprosy. That's kind of a thing. I want. I bet it's not. It's a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking I, about it on 
not a doubt. That's a I'm not in, entirely sure on that one. Okay. But that's that's Iron Man three. We do get our post credit scene is not a tease of the next movie, but rather a fun little scene where Tony is like, "Wow, it feels so good to talk, talk to about someone this. about this and talk about this and have someone professional be able to listen." And then we uh, smash cut to he's talking to Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner, Hulk, Hulk smash cut, Hulk smash cut. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hulk smash cut to Mark Ruffalo sitting there falling asleep, being like, I'm not that kind of doctor, Tony. Uh, fucking <laughs> leave me alone. The cute, smart boys of Marvel having a little scene. It was I nice. like that. This will happen a little more where, where post-credit scenes are 50-50. Here's what's going to happen in the next one. And the other 50% being, uh, huh? You want to giggle? <laughs> yeah, and like all of them have uh, Thor will appear in the Avengers movie. Just like yeah. all of the credits have that. Yeah, it's a uh, that's actually a throwback to I believe the James Bond franchise, where uh, after each James Bond movie, it would say James Bond oh. will return in uh, Golden Eye, will return in uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Those why were those the two? <laughs> <laughs> that I can remember. Um, have you seen any James Bond movies? Uh... <laughs> you don't need to be exasperated <laughs> by my question. It was simply out of curiosity. I, uh, this is the GoldenEye uh, game from Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, yes. it does. And there I've seen go. all of them. Fuck yeah. Yes, you have. Uh, but that's Iron Man 3. Maisie, uh, overall thoughts uh, i thought it was great yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah i still i think i still like the avengers more than this but i was really into kind of the um playfulness of this movie i thought it was fun and playful and i laughed and i never think about how long they are until i look at my watch after the fact and i'm like whoa um, they really truck along they get they've gotten their pace down can i tell you about some of the notes in my notes from watching this that I'm not sure what they have anything to do with, but I Please. took them anyways. I can't <laughs> Let's wait. see if we can piece this together. Oh my okay. god. What <laughs> one of them just says, Do you do you guys take Medicaid? <laughs> I think that I was referencing Killin and like Killian and like what he can do for Americans growing back limbs. So that's yeah. what I think. Do you guys take Medicaid as do you guys take Medicaid? Uh yeah. The soldier taking advantage of, of soldiers with missing limbs and just being like, okay, we're going to give you extremists, but it's going to cost 800 bagrillion dollars. <laughs> Do you take Medicaid? I, uh, okay, I have two more. And the other one is Property Brothers. And I think that's a reference to the scene at the end where the kids, uh, the kids like garage is all fancy and decked out because yeah. when he gets home from school, Tony Stark has gone through it and property brothers did it gave him a gave him a gave him a thing he even gets the that little moment the little scene where all the suits try to get out of the barn and he and he runs and he opens it up yeah that was cute and it was um, tony tony doing the whole uh he's tied up and he's like i it's gonna happen you're fucked all right it's it's happening in three two one ugh. yeah 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 Fuck. Ugh. And then uh, this last one's a deep cut, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, the Great. floating face is a Harry Potter kitchen scene. And by that, I mean, in the, all right, bear with me. In the Bearing. beginning, when he's like trying out when the suit assembles on him and the face is just floating there, what I thought of was when 
Harry Potter and his friends are in the dining hall and Ron gets a screaming letter that's like, Ronald Weasley, you better get your butt back here. How dare you steal that car? Yeah, yeah. So so those were my those were my miscellaneous notes. Beautiful. <laughs> we're, we're here for it. Um, but yeah, that was, What's that next? was Iron Man 3. What's next? <laughs> that sounded so defeated, Tim. That what? was Iron Man three. That was Iron Man three. No more Shane Black. No more Iron. No more Iron Man movies. This was the last solo Iron Man movie. He will be wow. in a lot of these. Uh, he's yeah. in the Avengers ones. He's in Captain America: Civil War, and he's in Spider Man: Homecoming. But yeah, Homecoming he is Queen Spider Man. Spider Man: Homecoming Queen. <laughs> Dancing Queen. Okay, I have two questions for you. Number yes. one. Let's talk a little bit about really quickly how similar this is to any and all of the comic books and like what oh, I know you you discussed this a little bit with details throughout the plot, but like yeah. what people really liked about this compared to the cartoons and what people didn't like. And then second, what's our next movie? Great. I think that people this was people were 50-50 on it in 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 terms of comic book lore love. There's a lot of the Extremist storyline is incredibly popular, really big Iron Man storyline. So I remember when this movie was announced and they said that it was going to be Extremist, a lot of people were excited. Uh, I, I myself haven't really read a lot of Iron Man comic books, so I don't I don't know the one-to-one on on how it did with Extremist, but uh, people largely liked this movie, I think. the There was a, there was a vocal minority that was up in arms about i wanted to see the racist mandarin <laughs> <laughs> why did you give me this goofy funny thing in a fucking children's movie take it back <laughs> take it back and make it racist again but <laughs> no I, I think there is a lot to love in it a lot of uh, love given to all the different suits that he makes um yeah i i mean i think that the the you're going to get more and more 50-50s because yeah, a lot okay. of what they're adapting is from an old era where they have to adapt it. They have to change it. And comic book fans notoriously hate change. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, that's something funny about comic book heroes. I've started to tell people about this podcast more and more. And the people who really love Marvel are just like, oh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is the best Tony Hulk I've, Tony Stark I've ever seen. Like, you can't, he's the best Tony Stark. Like, you can't, it's, yeah, it has to be Robert Downey Jr. is perfect for the role. And I'm like, I did, I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not saying that you're wrong. But they love Robert Downey Jr. as Tony yeah. Stark. He is, he's probably, yeah, he was a perfect, he is perfect casting. The sort of My point exactly. Look, you know? <laughs> no, it's, it, I'm not arguing with, I'm not arguing with you. No, I'm not he arguing is, with you. Okay. I'm not arguing with you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Tony Stark is probably, when people list best casting, they okay, yeah. are always like, oh, well, Tony Stark, uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., perfect. Oh, yeah, no questions asked. Okay. No questions asked, that's the best <laughs> I've seen my whole life. I hate what I look like right now, what I've made myself to look like. He's Viewers wearing can't like see this, a but a muscle shirt and pulling his face <sighs> down so he doesn't have a neck. <laughs> I look like Grimace. I look like fucking Grimace right now. <laughs> so for what's next, what's next uh, is the sequel to Thor. We're returning to Asgard. We're going to watch Thor Asgard. Asgard. They Thor have that at CVS in West Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah, been to Asgard. It's in West Hollywood, right? 
I am from Asgard. And it's just like, oh, buddy, we all been there. Um, uh, IO3, pal. three buddy come on move it along get your fucking hammer out of here (laughs) this is west hollywood that's what people sound like in west hollywood come on man thor uh next movie i'm crying i think that's so funny (laughs) next movie is thor the dark world it is a sequel to thor fun asgard the dark world not too different okay we need to we need to we need to quit. Cool it with the butthole jokes, Macy. Okay. Wormholes. Okay, keep going. Thor the Dark World, a little fun fact about it. It is pretty consensus uh, the worst Marvel movie. Great. Ugh. I okay. don't I don't know if I agree with it. I haven't seen it in a hot minute, but the consensus of it, and not that it's bad or anything like that, the consensus seems to be boring, sort of samey, sort of uh not as good as the okay. other ones but and then what's after that after that oh god when do i get to watch thor ragnarok in like 15 movies dude damn uh, it it's really i know i'm 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 sorry to be doing this to you <laughs> phase two starts with a trio of sequels we get uh, iron man 3 we get thor the dark world and then we get captain america the winter soldier so we're 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 doing round two of uh, of our sort of Marvel big three: Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and then and then we get into some some goofy shit. We get into Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, oh yay! And oh yeah, we're, tru- we're 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 trucking along, baby. We're having a we're good time. We're moving right uh, along. Great. Moving right along, Maisie. Maisie, you're becoming a fan. I'm gonna say it. you're becoming I feel a fan. Like you got square. last great. last last three movies. You've abjectly really really liked so yeah. captain america avengers iron man 3 we're in it we're in it uh-oh here we go you're gonna come Going you're right gonna come in next week pal. like thor you're gonna what? come in next week like thor the dark world is the best movie i've ever seen and <laughs> jr is the best tony stark i'm ready to fight okay he's not in the movie okay um <laughs> that'll do it though all right y'all thanks for thanks for tuning in like subscribe go, uh, wherever you get your podcasts be sure to do that share uh share this with friends if you like it and watch along with us uh, watch along with us are available on disney plus Maisie, yeah, final time. word bye bye the marvelous miss Maisie is a unicow media podcast music by brian parmalee who you can follow on instagram at bodie underscore foster Cover art by Rachel Severance, who you can follow at Rachel Approves. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Marvelous Miss Maisie Pod, and if you like it, remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also follow Maisie on Instagram at O underscore my underscore laud 624, and Tim on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HaHaTimBridge. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.